0: Our guest today is a passionate, hardworking artist whose mother's tragic passing pushed her to truly follow her dreams and not live in the shadows of other artists in her industry. Today she's one of Canada's top makeup artists, educators, and influencers. She has worked with some of the best cosmetic brands in the industry, worked on high-profile campaigns, is the owner and educator of the Makeup by Loraz Academy, and the owner and creator of the Makeup by Laraz studio. We are so happy to have the motivating and encouraging Loraz Jacobi on the show with us today. Keep listening for her advice on how to overcome fears, how hard work pays off, and the amazing story behind Shine for Susan, her heartwarming organization that gives back. And now introducing your host, co-founder and president at Women Leadership Nation, Jennifer Lattiser. So thanks
1: so much for joining me on our podcast. Thank you
2: so much for having me. I'm very excited.
1: So I start all of the interviews with a question. And the first question is, what did you want to be when you were younger? I
2: wanted to be a psychologist. Really? i was very much fascinated with people. Um, You know, I love uh, being connected to people, helping, listening, which in a way, this is very close to what I do now. (laughs) (laughs) True, that's very true. um, Yeah, but I always had the artistic side also. So it was always a battle. Do I go for, you know, the fancy title or do I really follow my passion, uh, which is art?
1: Right. And that's something when you have a passion that's that deep, it's really hard to get away from, right? so. and this is something that I've been struggling
2: with uh, for a long time. And unfortunately, as you know, my story, only after my mom passed, I discovered my, my, myself.
1: Wow. Well, so let's, you know what, your story is incredible. And what I, I fell in love with you from the day that I met you. And we started our businesses around the same time as well. So maybe I'd love for you to share your story. What was the start and how did you arrive at where you are today? So as I've mentioned, I had passion
2: for psychology, but um, also a huge passion for for art and color and beauty. And I remember uh, being a little girl, I used to watch a lot of Indian movies with my mom. My mom was fascinated by the Indian culture.
0: Um,
2: And I remember being exposed to the Bollywood culture and all the songs and the fabrics and the colors. And I was so fascinated by it. And that really triggered something in my mind as to beauty and how color and makeup and art can really change and transform um and i have to say that my mom was one of my biggest supporters she i always say she wasn't she never clipped my wings Uh, and she knew that i had that passion for for art and she always pushed me to go ahead with it Uh, so at the age of uh 24 i decided to go to makeup school we moved to canada and I wanted to take a little course, still had psychology in mind, but I figured I'll do something in the meantime, something that I love and I have passion for. And, um, and that's how I started my journey as a makeup artist. I was very insecure at the beginning. Uh, the day I graduated my program, my uh, teacher told me that I'm never going to make it. I'm too aggressive with my art and with my approach to color. And that stuck with me for a long time and really defined the artist that I became uh, for the for years after because I was always very nervous uh, to be a leader artist. I was always stuck behind the scene. I was very insecure, always thought I'm not good enough, even though I was part of big campaigns and um, brick projects. But I was always the makeup artist in the back, always the assistant. I never really took the leading role. I was always very nervous. And only after my mom passed, as I've mentioned before, when I realized that life is short and uh, you know there's there's no uh, no need to wait, and I just need to go for it, follow my dream, and whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. I got nothing to lose, and the rest is history.
1: Yeah, we share very similar stories because I it was after my father passed away as well that decided that same thing. It's like life is short. And if you're not happy in what you're doing, and you also have that gut feeling that you're not following your passion, like I'm sure for you, was there that intuition that was saying there's more for you or as you can, like there's more?
2: Absolutely. And I always say that, unfortunately, I had to lose my mom to discover myself but being an educator at the same time, I always tell my student, don't wait for a tragedy to wake up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need, God yeah. forbid, something bad to happen in your life for you to get that wake-up call. Just, just do it from the beginning. Believe in yourself, which is something I was lacking in the early stages of my journey.
1: And so, I mean, that's really great advice, so I want to dive into that a little bit. How do those that maybe right now are feeling a little bit down on themselves – How do they, without a major tragedy, how do they kickstart themselves to believing in themselves? You know, for me, part of it is listening to inspiring stories and trying to. But what what do you think would help individuals if right now they're listening to you and they might be at a low point in their life? So
2: in, in my industry, it's a lot on social media. And unfortunately, sometimes social media could not really help your self-esteem because it's a lot of fantasy out there. And when a young makeup artist is starting her journey on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, whichever channel she chooses to go ahead with, and she follows all those big makeup artists, sometimes it makes you feel, oh my God, it's going to be such a long journey. Will I ever make it? So my advice actually for beginners is, try not to follow the big gurus, at least at the beginning, really focus on yourself because what we're trying to avoid is you trying to copy somebody else or you trying to be someone else. And I feel like when the foundation is still very soft, it's very hard for you as an artist to understand who you are and what you're all about. So I always say, take the, fe- the first tier just to focus on you with no distractions on the side and then open yourself to inspirations. I love that. Because in our world, we don't need another Mario, who's probably one of the most makeup artists, very known for doing makeup for the Kardashians. We don't need another one, another Mario. We need another Jennifer, right? Um, So I always say focus on who you are. Do a lot of homework as to yourself. And as artists, it's not just our artistic skills. We have to bring our emotions. We bring our pain, our happiness, our struggles. Everything has to come to life through our art. So I always say the first year is just to really build your foundation yourself, and then open yourself to um, other inspirational
1: um, people from the industry. And so you've started your company. And at that point, you know, how did you overcome any potential fear of becoming an entrepreneur and getting, you know, really breaking out? And I know you've done so many incredible things. Was there any fear at any time while you were developing this? Absolutely, and there were a lot of failures on the road. Um,
2: somebody asked me not too long ago, "How did you become so successful?" And I said, "I failed so many times, <laughs> and I've learned from every fail that I had." I think the difference was that I came to realization that this is what I want to do, and I don't care what I'm going to have to face because at that point I had nothing to lose. Really, nothing to lose, and. I also got to say that I put so much work into it. Sometimes people, and again, it goes back to social media. They see a yeah. the big artist, they try to mimic it. They put 60 minutes a day into their work, into their business, and they expect wonders to happen. I always say, you got to put the work. So I really dedicated myself, sometimes 12, 14, 16 hours a day of work, learning, um, always trying to grow, again, making a lot of mistakes along the way, but one thing led to another, and, and this That's
1: amazing. is my environment today. I'd love to hear a little bit, too, tell everybody about uh, Shine for Suzanne. And I know that initiative that you had started is so beautiful and such an incredible tribute to your mom. And maybe you can give us a little bit of background as to what inspired you to do that.
2: So my mom, Suzanne, passed from cancer about five years ago. And my mom was all about giving. That was one of her biggest things in life. She always taught us how to give back. She always said, if you have a dollar in your pocket, keep 50 cents for yourself and give the other 50 to somebody else who's in need. After my mom passed, I had so many people coming to my, my parents' house and they shared incredible stories about my mom how much she helped cook dinner paid for their daughter uh, dancing classes a lot of things that i had no clue that she did and me and my mom were very very close and it made me realize that that was something that she was so passionate about giving back and that's how shine for suzanne started to evolve in my in my mind and i said i gotta somehow keep her legacy going. I want people to know who she was. What an incredible person. And it started as a little project. I, I said to myself, what can I offer women at that point in my career that will make them happy? What can I give back? And at that point, it was really just doing makeup. So I remember putting a video on Facebook, and I said, "I'm willing to help women, maybe women who struggled with something in in, in their life, may, women who are inspirational, women who don't see themselves as victims." And within three days, we we got over ten thousand views and tons wow. of nominations. And then that, that's when it hits me, and I said, "Okay, there's something going on here." Yeah. So I made a decision to. Turn it into a project and I got a videographer and a hairstylist at the beginning, um, our episode were more about us doing the, the, the transformation, the makeover while the women sharing their stories. And as, as we progressed, it was more about the women, less about me because I felt like it's not as important to, to, show my skills and really to let those women shine And we had incredible women on the program. We had um, someone who fought breast cancer. We had a 13 year old girl who also fought, battled a very, very harsh cancer. Unfortunately, she passed last year. Someone who lost 150 pounds, uh, a female who stepped out of three abusive relationships. A lot of inspirational stories. All of them never saw themselves as victims. So Mm -hmm. it was incredible. And what I've learned from it was, was amazing.
1: You know, with COVID, you've had to also pivot your business a little bit, right? And so like, how have you as an entrepreneur dealt with that change? And has it, has it turned out to be beneficial? Has there been some great lessons learned during this
2: stage? You know, I, was, I made a post today about yin and yang theory. And I yes. said, it's so hard for me to find my yin and my yang. <laughs> right because life is all about balance you got to find the good and the bad too and when covid started i was devastated because most of my work are hands-on and obviously we couldn't uh, do any services we couldn't offer classes workshops the studio was closed and i said what am i doing i didn't know how long it's going to take and from that point of being so frustrated and upset and and devastated, I again I went back to I I thought to myself what did I do 4 years ago when I just started what was right. the emotion that drove me forward what, what did I do back then when I had nothing to start with and I still made it through and I grew and I found found a way to grow so I, I kind of went back and I said, I got to go back to my artistry because the last two years it was more of a business and, and being right. an entrepreneur. And I said, let me go back to basic. And my basic was makeup and creating. And what I did was taking full advantage of knowing that the world is on social media right now and why not share my love for art and creativity with everybody. So I started creating looks on myself, which... Normally I wasn't comfortable with I never wanted to put my face in front of the camera as much, but during COVID I was the star of my page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started playing and creating and I just, and, and f- for each post that I made, there was a big message behind it of something positive and, and um, you know, creating awareness for, for love and, and understanding and acceptance. And, and it just, uh, that, that's, that's what I've done. And then online, Uh, school started to develop. So a lot of things, a lot of new things kind of grew out of it, which I didn't expect uh, to happen before.
1: That's the exciting part, right? Is that that you're able to go back to that, almost that spark of inspiration and get really excited and passionate again. And then, like you said, the the online schools and some of these things. And so your existing business is still going to flourish when everything's back to normal. But now you're going to have all these other components, which is amazing. And so I love to see that. And I love to see how you're innovating and growing. So, you know, uh, if you look back on the last few years, you know, what do you think the biggest lessons have been for you then? in in terms of anybody else, again, now wanting to go out and start a business, what what advice would you have for them?
2: I would say um, don't take time to know your worth. I'll share a little story with you. When I just started, um, my goal was just to get work, right? I just wanted to be out there and work. And a lot of people took advantage. Um, my prices were very low and I said yes to everything. I don't care if I had to drive two hours for $70 work and then come back. And, and I remember um, one episode that happened in December, in the middle of December. It was a stormy day, like snowstorm, it was horrible. And I had to go downtown and do makeup for a client. And I remember she refused to pay for my parking. She didn't want me to do uh, valet at the hotel. And I had to park really far. And you have to understand makeup parties, so we have to carry our light and our chair and our makeup bag. I remember oh. falling on the way there. And I just sat on the ground. I started crying. That was literally six months after I started my journey. And I started crying. And I said, what am I doing? Like, I'm missing a Saturday with my family. I'm doing this for 70 dollars it's like four or five hours of my time it took me two hours to get downtown from and i said is it really is this all i'm worth like it's doesn't make any sense And that kind of triggered something in my head when I said I gotta really understand my value. I gotta reevaluate myself as an artist, as a businesswoman, and that's when things started to change drastically. I, I raised my prices. People started treating me with a little bit more respect. I worked harder so people can see how much effort I'm putting into my business. But that was a breaking point for me when I said I gotta realize, I gotta understand my worth. And I always tell my students. Know your worth. Don't let anybody feel like you're not worth it. In our industry, it's very hard. There's uh, it's saturated with artists, and people sometimes feel like they have the power to, you know, make you feel whether you're worth whatever you're asking for. So
1: I'm so glad you shared that story because I know I've heard it before, and I think that it's such an important story for people to hear because I think everybody has had a point in their life where they've experienced that. And it may be if they're, you know, especially when you're starting out, but at any point in your life, and you need to know that you're, you're worth that. Uh, absolutely. So, so going to some fun questions, then I've worked from home for a long time, the days that I don't have meetings in that maybe I dress down quite a bit. And I'm glad to feel like I'm not the only one now that everybody's working from home. <laughs> but you know, what I noticed is the days that I do have to do something, I have to put makeup on and I have to dress up, I feel better. And I don't know if you have any advice for because as COVID goes on and on, and a lot of companies are choosing to have, you know, people stay home longer. Do you have any advice for the power that just putting a little bit of makeup on and dressing up does to your confidence and, and preventing you from maybe even getting a little bit depressed?
2: You know, I, I truly feel that makeup is such a powerful thing. And, you know, some people will say, oh, it's so shallow. Women don't need to put makeup. That's so wrong because, first of all, makeup, all it does, all we do as artists, we're just enhancing beauty. And and I always tell also my artists, it's not so much about we're selling a look, we're selling a feeling. And when you put a little bit of makeup on, you get that feeling. And when you have a good feeling, you get more energized and you feel powerful and you feel like you're in control. Some women don't like to put makeup and that's totally fine. But for those who like it, why not? Take five minutes in the morning, put a little bit on. Nobody needs to do a 45 minute application. Just a very minimal if it makes you feel Beautiful. And when I find that with women, when we feel beautiful, also on the inside, on the outside, we're so powerful, nothing can stop us. And I think like it's such a great add on to any woman, any, any, any spectrum of life, you put a little bit on you take care of yourself. And you know, you're good to go.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the one thing that I also learned from you is how to apply makeup, <laughs> because I, you know, a lot of times you're not taught. And so i go going to that session that you had where you had a few hundred people and I think it was mainly makeup artists so i felt a little intimidated you know but learning some of the tips and tricks even about you know putting making sure you put your your do your eyes before you do the rest of your face and things little things i think that a lot of people don't know that if you're not in the industry so there's a lot that maybe even during covid be great to to hear some lessons from you from just People that, you know, want to look a little special and have to do it themselves because they can't see Absolutely. Anybody. And that's
2: one of the things that I also kind of changed uh, during COVID. I did a lot of videos, a lot of tutorials. So if you go on my channel on my IGTV on Instagram, you'll find lots of videos and me like me teaching basically how to do basic makeup. And um, yeah, that we, you were talking about the masterclass that I had in Toronto and not everybody were makeup artists. I think it was 50-50. Okay. And it was really great to break it down because a lot of things, again, social media is very intimidating. You go on someone's account and you see this most the most beautiful girl with the most beautiful skin and she does makeup and she looks, wow, after five minutes and it's intimidating. To some women, it's intimidating. So for me, it was important to bring someone who's in her mid thirties, close to 40 as my model that deals with real issues, you know, dark circles, fine lines. And we broke it down into steps. And I think it was amazing. And the
1: response that we got was very, very positive. No, that was incredible. So, you know, wrapping up, I just want to ask you what, what's next for you? What other passions and, you know, visions do you have for your future? So I
2: really want to grow my academy. I love being an educator. Um, I think it's not just teaching makeup. It's really teaching. It's really influencing young artists and, and giving, give them what I never had when I started, save them from all the miseries that I've been through at the beginning. Cause I never had a mentor. Um, in fact, as I mentioned before, I was told that I'm not going to make it. So grow my academy um, and my influencing uh, on social media. I do more campaigns and I work with brands and, you know, the sky's the limit. I don't like to limit myself. I remember one time my mom told me don't, don't think small because then the world will limit you. Just think huge. Who cares, right? If you're dreaming, you might as well dream big. So who knows? The sky's the limit. I'll, whatever the world brings me, I'll, I'll grab it with both hands.
1: That's amazing. Well, I hope the world brings you everything because you certainly deserve it. And you're definitely an inspiration for a lot of women. And
2: I got to say before we were done that you've been such a huge inspiration to me. Yeah. Because when the first time I've done your makeup, when we met for your uh, filming, we talked and I that's, ex- I think it was exactly when I started, I believe it was September Yeah. And I started in July, like six weeks prior to it. And I remember going home feeling so powerful and so inspired by you that you were one of my mentors when I started because it was such a big day for me. You have no idea. I came home and I felt energized and powerful. And thank you. Thank you so much. That means so much to me.
1: Thank you so much. Well, I really appreciate you being on this. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having
0: me. Thank you for listening to Women Leadership Nation's Breaking Barriers podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and share the stories of inspiration and encouragement to women all around the world by forwarding it to a friend. We want to help you continue to learn and grow. Visit wlnacademy.com for additional resources, guides, training opportunities, and sign up to keep in touch so we can let you know the exciting things that are happening next. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep breaking barriers.